0: Welcome everybody to the One to Go Show. It is Puka once again joined by the Ryan Aho and the Bert Layman. As you can see, Ryan's in a very special hideaway today. We'll get to that just here momentarily when he gets fired up. We're going to start uh, with all the f- fire that happened on, happened on the Hell Tour this week. Uh, kicked off on July 8th out at Brownstown. Uh, Bert, why don't we kick off with you tonight? Uh, thoughts
1: you know, on kind of what's gone on so far with the Hell Tour this week? Well, uh, they've got three races in so far, uh, Tyler Erb won at Brownstown, uh, Tyler City Speedway, Bobby Pierce won, and then uh, in a really cool race, I watched that uh, earlier today, uh, Gordy Gundaker uh, won at Fairbury, and uh, that he started, I think they said 14th, somewhere around there, and he was just right on the bottom. And he ran down Bab, who was running the high side where Bab normally runs. And uh, Gundaker pulled off the victory. I mean, that was a really, really exciting race to watch. Ryan.
2: Yeah, I tell you what. I mean, if you're a race fan, if you like dirt track racing, if you even have a pulse, you have got to watch Fairbury. Um, the other two races were great, but he's exactly right. I think uh, Gundaker started 15th is where he started. And I think Eckerd got second, didn't he, in that race? I think he snuck uh, snuck by it for second at the end by battle as well. But unbelievable. I'm telling you guys, I live two hours from Fairbury, and I was so looking forward to the Prairie Dirt Classic that I wanted to get down there. I mean, we're talking high side, low side, diamonding, crossovers. I mean, it was just nuts. And then the late model feature was a thriller. Then the mods came out. And I know you guys are late model guys but if you haven't watched the highlights from the modified feature at that race, Oh my God. And I'm talking, it was a big UMP race. Everybody was there. I think McKinney won Uh wiser. I think got second. And uh, I mean, th- there was so many talented guys and they swapped the lead and over and over and over. Absolutely. Unbelievable. I got to get, I have to get down to that place hats off to them because I have literally not seen a bad race there. I mean, it is so dang exciting and I have one word for all the track prep people in our area, water, That's right? Big. Water. No, no <laughs> they water the track. They farm it. They got material. They got a cushion. And, and you wonder why. I was talking to Provenzino today. Some of them guys you're thinking, Bab and Shirley and all the Illinois guys, b chef, they're so good on the cushion. They have one all the time because they put water on the racetrack. Ah. None of our guys are good on the cushion because they don't have a cushion, right? So unbelievable racing on a hell tour. We're looking forward to seeing that carry on here.
0: Yeah, I mean those—they were throwing. I mean that's what's exciting to see those late models. I mean they just throw those cars, you know. And then they're then they're kind of out of control, and that's that's part of the drama for a, or suspense as a fan. It's like, is he going to hit the wall? Is he going to hit the car in front of him? Is he going to wipe out? You know, I mean it just yeah, it's very exciting. Now, Ryan, I had a question for you. When I watched Brownson on the first night, um, Pierce got tracked down by Herb, and then when Herb got around him, he he was all over. He was up high. He went down low. He's going through the middle. You don't see a lot of Wazota cars doing that. Is that just because of his experience, because he's professional, or is it a tire thing because they can run so many different compounds that 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 they you know they because you just don't see Wazoda guys. Typically, they pick their line, they stay there for 20 laps, and then the night is over.
2: You know, for for the most part, I think that's just how most racers are. But you got to remember, these guys are the elite. They're the best of the best. They're running the upper echelon series. They're there for a reason because they're good race car drivers. You know, I think of one guy in our area that is like that. And I talked about him a, a few episodes back, Daryl Nelson. Yep. Daryl Nelson's not the guy that's going to just run the top or just run the bottom. He's all over the place. He'll run the top, diamond it. He'll come from the bottom to the top and hit the traction. What they're good at doing is they're always sniffing traction. The, the best of the best, no matter what class they're in, they're always trying to figure out how to hit traction on corner exit, so they can carry that momentum and carry that speed, and and that's why them guys. That's why we pay the big bucks. That's why we're not afraid to pay forty-two dollars or whatever to watch them guys race, because they put on a show. That's why.
0: Yep. All right, Bert Lehman was in heaven this week as the All of La Late Model Tour <laughs> uh, spent a couple of nights over in Eastern Wisconsin. So, Bert, why don't you recap for us at least night one,
1: because I know you were in the grandstands. Yep, I was at a. Uh, it's called Autogamy Speedway, which is in Seymour, Wisconsin, which is probably about fifteen twenty minutes from Green Bay. Just so you have a perspective of where it is in the state of Wisconsin. Um, some observations: uh, thirty three late models on hand, which uh, I was happy with because uh, normally, you know, when the World of Outlaws have raced at Shannons Speedway in the Hat in the past, they've usually had like mid twenties for late models. And I think it's very true that the smaller track will, you will get more locals to try a smaller track because yes, they're still at a disadvantage, but the disadvantage isn't as much as, as being on a half mile. But anyway, uh, Nick Avalink placed third place in the feature. Great run for him. Uh, I know last week we were were wondering why he went to Cedar Lake uh, the weekend before instead of the two Dirt Kings races. Well, I found out he put an open motor in his car or so he went to Cedar Lake to, uh, uh, you know, try, try out and test with the open motor. And I talked to Nick after the races at Seymour and I asked him if he learned anything at Cedar Lake and he said he learned what setups not to use because he didn't have <laughs> that great of an outing at Cedar Lake. Uh, but, and actually he said that the setup he had in the car in Seymour, he had never used before and uh so i'm sure that he was working with jimmy mars and everything because obviously mars was there um he said that he he feels the car still has more more to give so i mean a third place finish and he wasn't happy you know he he thought he could have done better so i mean i thought that was that was pretty neat um let's see um he said that you know racing the open motor you know it, the car feels a little different, especially in a throttle response. And uh, he did say that the droop rule, he noticed that he said the car does feel different. He initially noticed the difference because of the droop rule. Um, So some interesting observations from Nick. Uh, Brett Swedberg uh, was second fast qualifier in his group and he finished sixth in the feature. Uh, One thing with the heat races, there wasn't a lot of passing. I mean, in corners one and two, the track was black by the end of hot laps. (laughs) And uh, I was hoping that the track would water the high side after every race, but they were only watering after every division. But then during intermission, they watered the top side heavy, and that made the top side dominant. But, I mean, you could race on the bottom too. So it was multi-lane racing. I mean – it was, a, it was a great feature. Uh, Justin Ritchie, who I've talked about in the past, uh, he had to qualify through Wisconsin. He started the feature in 20th and he was a hard charger finishing 11th in the feature. So uh, that's pretty good. Um, qualifying for the feature were nine Eastern Wisconsin drivers and uh, two drivers who I say from Western Wisconsin. Those would be Dustin Sorensen and uh, Jake Kim. I was happy to see them make the trip out there. Uh, Dustin Sorensen got off to a little bit of a shaky start. Uh, He qualified 7th fastest in his group but he pulled off the track after his qualifying effort in the wrong spot. Uh, So the penalty for that is you have to take your slowest lap. Well then to compound things he was light at the scales after qualifying so he got pushed all the way back to 17. (laughs) Um, So but I mean, he made the, still made the feature. He started, um, he started 19th and finished 12th. So it was a good showing by Dustin Sorensen. Uh, a couple other things I observed is Ashton Winger is fun to watch. I mean, that guy, <laughs> he is a hard charger. Him and Jason Ron put on a great show early in the race. Uh, Winger and and Jason got together though, uh, when they met in lap traffic and winger spun out. He was the car that came to a stop, so he got put to the back, even though there, I mean, there's nothing intentional, it was just you know, incidental contact as they're going through the field. Uh, Brandon Shepard is a notch above every other driver in that series. I mean, it, it's there, there's just no debating that uh, he he can drive that car high, low, middle, wherever he needs to go. He can drive that car. He won that race and he won the next night at Plymouth. Uh, let's see what else. Um, we had talked about MB Custom Cars. You know, Puka, you had asked if Jimmy was wish that he had more MB Custom Cars on the national scene, and I'm sure he does. But I, I'm but he, I'm sure he's also happy with what he has for locals. But anyway, uh, two of the top five drivers at Seymour were MB Custom cars. That would have been Avalanche and Rodney Sanders. Um, and then uh, Kate Dealer, I, I believe, was seventh. So not a bad showing. Then the next night, they went to Plymouth. I did not go to Plymouth, but they had 39 late models there. Uh, the big local who did well was Justin Ritchie. Uh, finished third in the feature, so we thought I was doing track res- or uh, show prep. And I see that Justin was listed sixth <laughs> in the in the official rundown. So then I found the the results story, and apparently uh, he was docked three spots for a rear quarter panel height infraction. So he went from third place to sixth place. But actually, if that race would have been more laps, I think he would have, I mean, unofficially gotten by Jimmy Mars, who finished second. I think Justin would have been second. Uh, Justin Ritchie would have been second. But uh, in Plymouth, nine Eastern Wisconsin drivers qualified. Uh, Jake Tim also qualified again for that feature. And for MB Customs, uh, I say the top six because Justin Ritchie was officially six. But uh, So it was two MB Custom cars in the top six and three in the top ten. So nice. uh, They had a they had a good showing.
2: Yeah, exactly. All right, Ryan, your thoughts? Well, my thoughts, you know, the the locals ran well. You know, you you mentioned that Justin Ritchie had a a Wasoda type engine in the car. You know, and and legitimately, he was a top three car. I mean, really, he had third. That droop rule guy sucks. Just stupid. I'm sick so that, of that. So that droop rear rule. quarter panel. Has nobody to do in th- the country. There ain't one driver that likes the droop rule. Get rid of that stupid thing. You know, the guy drove his ass off. He put on a hell of a show. He deserved third place. And to see him get docked sick, sick yeah, rules are rule. I get it, but it's a stupid rule. They got to get rid of. Um, Jimmy Mars again. You know, he's been running solid with them guys. He had second place there at. Uh, yeah, Plymouth looked phenomenal there. Actually, kind of, he was staying on pace with B-Shep. B-Shep was clearly faster, but Jimmy wasn't too far off the pace. He looked pretty damn good. Hats off to Nick Anvil. Like, he looked really good there. And uh, I guess the last thing is, here's the difference, guys, between when these these shows were scheduled to happen, right, and the show at Cedar Lake. Was not scheduled to happen. That was just kind of like, hey, we're going to do this deal. The difference is, they had good car counts on Eastern Wisconsin. They had a good turnout in in Cedar Lake. They had to pay drivers to show up, right? I, I got some news this week that there were some drivers that weren't there for qualifying. You know, you can do your research, Hanstedts. I'll just say it. You know, they're not. They they come out and said it. They weren't going to race. They're like, you know, why go? It, does, it doesn't make any sense. They were struggling for car counts world of outlaws called them sweeten the pot up a little bit just to get them there so they could have enough cars for a show so that's the difference there i, I thought that was quite interesting and, and i haven't gotten to the bottom of it yet but i'm wondering if maybe that's why pat Norwood went to cedar lake you know i'm wondering if maybe there was something to that maybe they sweetened the pot to get him there and maybe that's why he didn't go to mississippi thunder that's just speculation right i don't have any proof <laughs> on that but uh, it would make sense. That would that would at least help that make sense to me why he went there instead of Mississippi Thunder a couple of weeks ago. But uh, great racing out there in Puka. You and I kind of watched that while we we're sitting at the racetrack. So, yeah,
0: yeah, Kennedy. exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's there we have something to do during cautions now. You can hop on your phone and watch other racing. So, uh, bishop has got 170 point lead now on the points. So I. I don't know, guys. You know, like Bert said, he's just so strong. I think he's going to run away with this thing like last year. But we do have a battle for second. Ricky's currently in, in uh, second. 60 points behind him is Lanigan. And just 40 points behind Lanigan is the aforementioned K Dillard. So, guys, does Dillard – I mean, Dillard's heated up, right? I mean, he had – you know, he raced the Masters at Cedar Lake, got a couple nights in. He did really well during the 4th of July weekend. Now we go back to Cedar Lake in a few weeks for two nights of racing at a full show Thursday. And you got the Friday, Saturday combo deal, which of course for points will be one show. Bert Lehman, is there enough time in your opinion for Kate Diller to
1: really make a run at the runner up spot here for the WU this year? Well, I mean, uh, they're only halfway through the season. So, I mean, you know, theoretically, yeah, there's enough time. And I mean, Diller did finish seventh at uh seat. C- I believe it was seventh at Seymour and he- he would have finished higher at Plymouth. I mean, he started on the front row and he was running uh, in the front and I believe he got, he made contact with Brent Larson and it, he cut down a front tire. So he had to change his tires. So, you know, that uh, impacted his finish at Plymouth. Otherwise, he, there's a very good chance he would have been a top five car at uh, Plymouth also. So, you know, I, I think there's enough time. And I just want to mention, I want to mention one other thing about car count. Um, now, uh, World of Outlaws and Dirt Kings did uh, work to get. I believe what the arrangement is: if Dirt King cars show up at the, these World of Outlaw events, they get points for their Dirt King series. And I don't, I, I didn't look into this before, but I think there may have been a provisional or two for a Dirt King regular also, which you know helps the car count. Yeah. Ryan, your thoughts on K. Dillard's kind of
0: surge? Uh, surgeon. now remember, he, you know, he raced this series last year. He's going to go back to a lot of tracks that he had seen last year. Me and Bert watched him lead about half the laps at the USA Nationals last year. You know, is there enough time, you know, to get up there and really mix it up with Ricky Weiss being about sixty points behind him? Ryan, yeah, I 100 mean, there's points plenty of time
2: Ricky. Um, yeah, absolutely. Can he? He's definitely in in contention for that top two. Of course. B. Shep's on his own planet. The only way anybody's going to catch B. Shep is if they put padlocks on his trailer door so they can't get the car out when he gets to the racetrack. Otherwise, he's good to go. But, you know, Ricky's been, you know, I, I had, uh, we had one of our viewers, you know, he said, Ricky's not struggling. I'm like, dude, Ricky's struggling. Like, locals passed him. Justin Richie passed him with a Wasota motor. So, yes, I'm sorry. Ricky Weiss is struggling when he got passed by a Wasota motor. All right. So, Ricky Weiss is still doing okay. You know, he's not doing terrible, but none of them guys are really, I, honestly, I think out of that three, I think Lanigan is kind of maybe the guy to
0: watch a little bit. He's just quietly there. He's quietly there. Yeah, I agree. A lot, I, yeah, I mean, like I've pointed out in previous shows, it seems like Lanigan's a top three, top five, or you just don't, you know, you didn't hear about him all night, you know, kind of thing. But yeah, he's still, he's still sitting there at third in points.
1: And uh, so, yeah, it's going to kind of go down to the line here for second place all right for the I, first time, I just, oh, just want to say one thing about ricky weiss um i mean he finished fourth at seymour and fourth and plymouth uh which are great finishes but he has to work really hard to get those finishes because he doesn't qualify well at least at the two show at those two shows so he starts deep in the pack and he works his way up so he doesn't seem like he's a dominant a driver, he has the good finishes, but he has to really work for those. And I mean, that that can uh, take a toll on a driver if you have to work that hard night after night. He's a hell of a race
2: car driver, and he's struggling. He's working extra hard because Team Zero is just not the, the them cars are just not working right. And if he was in a rocket car right now, I think he might have a little something for B.
0: Shep. Well, Ricky's a was guy, so he's used to starting eighth. You know, I mean, this is just <laughs> part for the course for him. You know, so all right for the first time in 13 years the Dakota Rumble was back at Aberdeen South Dakota uh Ryan I know you were focused kind of honed in on this one uh 44 cars in attendance what were your thoughts well first of all
2: I was nervous I didn't know how many cars they were going to get but they there's a lot more cars in South Dakota than I thought there was and some of the western Minnesota guys some of the Fergus Falls Montevideo area guys they made the track of course Provinzinos made the track down from northern Minnesota you know but uh Chad Becker Man, he's back on top of the power rankings. I tell you, that guy is flat-out dominant. He backed it up with a win again at Casino, um, but he was absolutely came from the back. Now, Scott Ward, who was the top, number one guy in our power rankings, he came from the back of his heat and won also. But, man, he's just played. It's either checkers or wreckers for the 37. You know, he actually – it seems like if he finishes, he's, he wins or finishes in the top two, but he's having a hard time finishing. He's got some issues there. I don't know. Maybe when he went off the track there, he was, he was running second, went off the track, fell back to fourth. Maybe he did something there, but he ended up uh, having some engine issue. I think he melted a piston down. Um, John Kanta, he absolutely was terrible in the heat race. He got like seventh. In the B main, guys, he had a slide job of B late model, you know, hot Carl's favorite class. He had the slide job of B late model just to get in the show. And then they interviewed everybody beforehand because they have a pretty neat fans deal. And they said, hey, you know, what's your chances to get to the front? He's like, "Ah, you know, I start 24th, probably not very good. Bam, he drives all the way up to third. Hell of a run for the sheriff, John Kanta. So he, he ran phenomenal there. And, uh, you know, the other thing, Cole Searing, rookie, he got a new MB card. And, you know, he obviously he's a was sort of Midwest Mod National Champ last year. He's been in the top five in the Supers multiple years. And he goes out there, guys. He was in second, dipped his nose underneath Becker with a couple laps to go. I don't know if he hooked something, got into a tire. I don't know exactly what happened. But he ended up rolling his nosepiece uh, nose underneath, fell back to fourth. Otherwise, that rookie, um, he may have won that thing. You know, so I was crazy. I talked to Provinzino, He said, man, he looked good. He goes, he goes. He legitimately had a shot. He got by Becker kind of side by side, and I had a shot to win that deal. But, you know, what I was told by people that were there, phenomenal racetrack. I was told the, the guys at the Brown County Speedway um, did a hell of a job. It was entertaining from the start to the finish, and it's good to see that show back, Ten grand to win. Um, congratulations, Chad Becker. You reigned supreme on that one
0: yeah awesome yeah thank you so much Aberdeen everyone uh, out at uh, the track there you know all the promoters everyone that you know helped with that the sponsors you know thanks let's bring it back here in 2021 and uh, congratulations to all you late model drivers for
1: that race you know 44 cars uh, you know definitely a good field Bert did you have anything yeah I just wanted to say I was reading uh, Dirt on Dirt uh, today and uh, in their uh, fast talk section Dustin Jerry gave the rumble some uh, some love so uh, he he stated that he was happy that uh, that the event came back and uh, he also had high praise for searing. Uh, so race a late model. So it was good to see some national coverage also.
0: All right, race fans. We had Ryan Aho back at his home track of Hibbing race where he started racing, I think back in 1990, correct me if I'm wrong there, Ryan. But uh, so Ryan and I got to spend some time, uh, but before we get into Hibbing, Uh, One of the reasons Ryan was up here is he helps out with some promotions at uh, the Donlinger Fort uh, Grand Rapids Speedway. And things kicked off Thursday night, Ryan, but didn't go as planned. Well, first of all, I'm going to say the two that
2: you mentioned, they were my two home tracks, but this right here, this is my home away from home right here. I'm at the Helverline Speedway right now in Proctor, Minnesota. And, you know, I might be the only person sitting in the grandstands all year. I, I talked to the board members and they might not open. They, they said things are just simply not looking good um, that they might not open at all. They're not racing, of course, here in Proctor, but I figured I'd come sit in the grandstands. I've, I've not been up here. I, I'm usually down there, hopefully in victory lane. I spent a lot of time here, but uh, yeah, I went up to grand Rapids and you know, they had such a great year last year, put all new clay on the track this year again, reshaped it really looking to make some two to three lane racing and mother nature hit the night before the track was still soft they didn't really have everything fully worked in it kind of takes a night or two to kind of mesh all that new clay in and they thought about canceling and they said ah you know what let's try to get it in well after heat four they had to grade the track again it was ungodly rough right and they went out there and graded it and the grader was basically getting stuck the tires were digging in the ground and and uh, bob broking track president went up and he said I got to be honest, like we got to cancel, talk to the drivers. And and, uh, what surprised me, and I was so happy to see is, is Brokings and the board. They went to all the drivers. They talked to the fans, apologized, you know, Hey, we tried our best and a really good response from the fans and the drivers. They said, Hey, it's part of it. You know, they, the drivers were like, man, we're just happy that you canceled rather than making us tear up equipment. So you know, hopefully things go better on Thursday. They they work their tail off and they're working on the track as we speak right now up there. Um, Hibbing, you know, that, that was a great program. uh, Hats off to the guys in Hibbing. Heat races were a little bit dirty, kind of a little bit one lane. Um, Some of the drivers up there, I think they might have blindfolds on because they can't make a lap without causing a yellow. Um, Same old, same old, some of them, but that, that's just the way it is. But uh, the, the feature races actually, Puka were pretty darn good. Um, the, the super stock feature, I help a guy Tristan Labarge. He went out one there, now, congrats to him, but the modified feature was a thriller. Now the, the main guys there in Hibbing are, are brokings, right? Danny Vang, SD are kind of like the main four first lap, the, not even first lap. They didn't even get to the flag oh, stand no, right. in the front row sitter point average lineup with the guys up front, right? Took each other out on the start and destroyed four race cars. Both brokings out, Vang out, Sersha out, all of them off on the hook. And next thing you know, the obviously the original restart, Keith Koski on the inside pulled Kelly Estee goes outside, and we're like, it's over. There ain't yeah, nobody left. Estee's going to kill him. Estee gets out to the lead, and here comes Keith Koski inside, outside, and Kelly makes that baby wide, and he drove the race of his life, put a move on Kelly, took the lead, put a straightaway on him, and that car has been fast. Andy Davey drove that car two years ago, won a pile of races. Keith kind of cut his teeth last year, struggled, but he looked really good. Backed it up with a second place uh, last night in Bemidji. So that was awesome. Late model feature, one of the guys that we slid up into the top 10 of the power rankings, Derek Vessel, he won from the fourth row. Jake Kittner started on the pole, drove away, got a big lead, and we're like, man, there's gotta be a yellow or something gets behind the lap cars and literally follows the lap cars for eight laps he didn't even try to pass them he didn't go high he didn't go low he just follows the lap cars around and I talked to his pit guy he's like God oh, we got held up by lap cars I'm like no he just oh, didn't yeah. try to pass them like, what he are you didn't. talking about and Derek with two to go it was beautiful I'm telling you he ducked underneath them. he sucked Jay all the way down to the bottom Jay went down the block Derek goes to the top drives right around him and wins And uh, he looked really good. So Derek Vessel, he slid into our top 10 in the power rankings. I tell you, that kid is good. He's a very smooth race car driver. His dad has won a pile of races. His dad actually has won Labor Day shootouts in four different classes up there, uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame up there last year. Steve Vessel, um, great racing family. And, of course, he's related to Jay Kittner. I don't know if they're cousins or his uncle. Somehow they're related. (laughs) So uh, I texted the pit guy for Jay, and I said, um, what did you know what did Derek charge for them driving lessons he gave Jay and oh. he didn't think that was very funny so <laughs> but it was good racing up there I was glad to be back up there we had we had a good time and you know um, I think they have some good things going there
0: yeah yeah and I think I think you know the when the sun went down I was, with every track it seems to kind of help and it you know it really changed the track I mean even Kelly Estee was not on the bottom you know and like I said Koski could go on the bottom and he ended up driving around him on the outside as like I said as Kelly was you know, Kelly knew he was there, and so Kelly kept moving around. Uh, I said Jake Kittner was not on the bottom, so the track, the track really came around. Like I said, the super stock feature got a little long. Even the aforementioned Dustin Jarrett from Dirt on Dirt was in attendance that night, and he kind of made a comment, you know, like, finally – the 15 lap super stock feature is over, but yes, Derek Bessel, great job. And for those of you that don't know, Derek Bessel has one of the great motors. and another gentleman was there sitting with us and and I said, just, you know, you're not going to notice anything in the first five laps. And this was the same thing last year when Derek was winning his races. You don't notice them in the first five or 10 laps but then as the track gets blacker he just gets faster and faster and faster and it was and then also like i said there he was with like seven to go it's like hey vessel's got a chance at winning this thing and all of a sudden it's three to go and it's like he's gonna win this thing and then you know the cards fell in his favor and he did so yeah it was a it was a great night in hibbing all right so the month of money kicked off this weekend at cedar lake speedway for five thousand to win super stock race ryan uh I know. Again, we were talking about that while we were at the races in Hibbing. Uh, what, what nuggets you got for us there? Well, they,
2: you know, they started out the pro stocks because you got to remember there. Well, they're from what I understand is Cedar Lake is no longer NASCAR, so they, I think they dropped the NASCAR deal. So now they're a non-sanctioned deal. They still call them pro stocks there, and uh, which is basically the Wasota Superstock. Shane Sabraski has been absolutely dominant in 2020. He went down there and won. Of course, Dave Moss has won a tile of races many time national championship. He's got, he got second in that race. So five grand to win for Sabrasky. Sabrasky also won the mods. He also won the supers and mods at the Gondek loss speedway. So he went four for four on the weekend in that seven, eight car. Now they'll be going back to Cedar Lake this Saturday because they actually on, on Thursday and Friday, they got a couple super stock deals going on, but Saturday, the month of money is modified. So is Shane Sabrasky going to take home five grand again? I, I got to say, he's the heavy favorite. A.J. Demo, though, came from pretty deep in that field to get second in that modified knee. He actually got his first win of the year in the late model. So hats off to A.J. I mean, when he gets on a tear, that, he's a hell of a race car driver, too. But uh, Shane Sabrasky, in my opinion, has to be the heavy, heavy favorite to win that five grand to win deal this coming Saturday at the Cedar Lake Speedway.
0: Bert, you've seen AJ Demo race a heck of a lot of races. When do you think the last time it took until July, let's call it July 15th for AJ to win a feature?
1: Probably many, many years. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, AJ's a hell of a driver. Uh, you know, I've, I've seen him get a start racing IMCA Modifieds, and then, you know, moved up to of Late Models. He used to race fast track late models, uh, won a lot of money racing fast track late models that one year. I think it was like $50,000, so yeah to be this late into the season and for him to get his first win just kind of tells you what kind of year 2020 is <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly
0: all right ryan the dakota mod tour kicked off this week also uh, uh they were uh swapping slide jobs out in jamestown
2: yeah i tell you been good racing out there um ricky thornton jr's out there you know and he won a couple of them and, and then he had bad luck and one had to come through the b and i think he finished around 10th tonight i noticed uh um, somebody said that he got kicked off the track in the heat race. Somebody was maybe pinching him. They got together. He got put to the back. So he's got his work cut out for him to get in the shows because he's going to start in the back of a B main tonight. Um, local out there, Austin Arneson, the Arneson family, Austin and Casey run mods. Austin's leading the points going in. Um, and, of course, Ricky Thornton Jr. was second. But, but honestly, out of everything that I've seen out there, the most interesting thing wasn't modifieds. I know I'm a mod guy, but it wasn't modifieds. It was IMCA stock cars. Now, I think it was the first night of the series. I don't know if you guys saw this. I sent you sent you the link. There was a heat race. And they're coming around and everybody's everybody's racing. Kind of looks like it was a little bit trained up. And all of a sudden the white flag comes out and you exit the track there off of one and two. Kinda like it's kind of weird. Like you just kind of go off the banking and it's the weird. It's kinda weird how they exit there. Definitely won't be able to cushion because you'll drive right over it but the leader pulls off and i'm like they're like we're still on the white flag and i'm going oh my god that guy just gave away a win and then second follows them and then third follows them and then fourth follows them and literally the whole field of cars pulls off the racetrack i'm like i have literally never seen that in my <laughs> entire life i've seen maybe the leader pull off in fact jeff provenzino right he was leading a race in Grand Rapids and pulled off, and I was in second. I inherited that win. I'm like, oh, thanks, buddy. You know, But the whole field didn't pull off. I'm like, how can that even happen? I didn't even get how the whole field. So they're like hollering, and the receivers are like, the race ain't over. The last place car drives back on the track. The crowd is on their feet cheering and hooting and hollering. The last place guy probably never won a race in his entire life, right? takes the win on night. I think it was night one of the Dakota classic mod tour in the IMCA stock cars craziest thing I've ever seen. I mean, it, it was nuts. Did you guys see that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was funny. Go ahead, Bert. Yeah. I, I did watch the video that you sent and uh, you know, it was funny because yeah, they were staying over the receiver. It's only the white flag lap. It's not over. So all the other drivers are scrambling. So if you keep watching the video, all the other drivers get back onto the track to finish the race. Uh, But I did want to mention that uh, uh, there is one Eastern Wisconsin driver. He's uh, following the, the IMCA stock car portion of the, of the tour there, Uh, Eric Malik. uh, He's actually a former Wisconsin Badger. He played on uh, at least one, if not two of the Rose Bowl winning teams back in the 1990s. So, uh that's Wisconsin cool. being represented in the Dakotas <laughs> yeah that's bison country out there
0: <laughs> all right well um you know a guy that I've been railing on over and over and over again this year <laughs> shocks the world down in Florence with the Lucas Oil late models uh Bert why don't you take it for there oh wait wait before I do that uh, race fans, have I said with him take I've said it all year Take the under, take the under, and Ryan and I were talking Saturday. When I say take the under, I don't mean first, second, or third because that's low number. I mean take the under, fade this guy, fade this guy. But he made me eat my words on Friday night, Bert.
1: Yep, Earl Pearson Jr. won a race. Uh, it was a very, very, very close race. He won it by the by the skin of his teeth. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we've we've discussed uh, his lack of. Uh, uh, good results this year so uh, it's good to see him in victory lane. I've interviewed him a few times actually uh, when he's been uh, in eastern Wisconsin and actually just a quick story about him Uh, I put him on the cover of Full Throttle Magazine uh, one time after he won um, a Lucas race at at the racetrack in Oshkosh and the headline on the the cover blurb was hurricane uh, rolls through Oshkosh or something like that and so when the world of Outlaw tour came to Sean that same summer, I gave him a copy of the magazine and, you know, he had a smile on his face. So he, he's a good guy. So it's good to see him win. Ryan, anything on Earl?
2: Yeah. They just mentioned it when they were interviewing him, of course, in victory lane. They're like, man, I mean, let's be honest, you've been struggling, right? I mean, they like flat out said it, right? They weren't sugarcoating it. They said, you've been struggling. He's like, yeah, they've they been real good. So, you know, it, it was good to see him win because, I even I was one to say I'm like, I don't think he's ever gonna win again. Like he's washed up, he's done. And uh but it was close. It was a Josh Rice local guy there. Yep. And he came from pretty deep and he got the lead. I don't know what the heck happened. I think he jumped the cushion, slapped the wall or whatever he did, and Pearson got up next to him and he put a hell of a diamond crossover move and just about got him at the line and he was a local favorite. The crowd you know, the crowd was on their feet for him. So it was an exciting finish. Uh, but yeah, definitely good to see him get back in Victory Lane.
0: Yeah, I think I heard, I read somewhere, heard somewhere that that was the closest finish in Lucas Oil uh, Late Model history. And remember, what was it, three, four weeks ago? You know, he stole Brian Shirley's crew chief, and so maybe that's what's, you know, maybe that's what's, you know, making the difference here. So good luck to Earl uh, the rest of the way. And Ryan, we wanted to touch on the Street Stock Tour. Yeah, the Steph, of Street Stock Tour they had a couple of shows this week, and they were over
2: at uh, the I-94 Speedway. Then they were at the Viking Speedway and uh eric riley i tell you he's continuing to have a hell of a season last year he was his first what i would call really good year and they got a ton of top fives he was right up there in the national standings he's leading the series right now and uh came from a little ways back i think third row to win and uh man what a hell of a race i mean he was side by side tracked him down it was a really good race at the end of that thing i believe it was uh um i don't remember who won the first night. Ryan Satter actually won at, he won at I-94, Ryan Satter. Like, but all them guys are buddies. It's the craziest thing. Like, that whole group, they travel together. They have a lot of fun. Like, they're all supporting each other. You know, it's they're, they're competitive, but they're not. They can smash each other. They still get together after the races. And uh, they're heading to my favorite track. You know, they're heading to the Casino Speedway this Sunday on the Step Street Stock Tour. I may possibly head there. I, I'm very, very, and, and if I don't head there, I'm for sure going to watch it on dirt race central for sure. I'll watch that feature, but I might head out there because I, I haven't been out there yet. And I like to get out to South Dakota, but uh, yeah, hats off to Eric Riley. That That's been a really good series thus far.
0: All right, well, speaking of heading to racing, I'm excited to head to a big race tomorrow night uh, at the Class Speedway in Superior, Wisconsin. We'll be hosting the World of All Late Models. Now, this was supposed to be one of my favorite weeks of the year. It was supposed to be Tuesday in Superior. It was supposed to be Thursday in Grand Rapids. It was supposed to be Friday. Well, it is still Friday in Grand Forks. Um, and then Saturday in Ogilvy. I planned on going Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Uh, for those of you that have seen, you know, they reshuffled the schedule just a little bit. You know, Menominee's canceled on Sunday. Saturday races move from Ogilvy to Fargo. Like I said, we'll still have Friday in uh, Grand Forest. Of course, the Thursday race has been canceled in uh, Grand Rapids. But, uh, you know, I'm excited to get down there. I know that there's already some trailers and such, uh, you know, that have already pulled into the fairgrounds, Head of Lake uh, Fairgrounds. Uh, what else are you going to see on that? Oh, and then the, the drama about whether they're going to have the race or not. They had to pre sell 800 tickets. Uh, they didn't quite do it. They said by Friday, but they didn't quite do it. But they figured they'll get there uh, between, you know, you know sales at the gate and stuff because all of a sudden the county kind of stepped in so we're going to restrict you just a little bit um either of you have any comments uh on superior well
2: i think they got like 27 entries so far i think they're just under 30 entries and a name on the list dude clint larson clint lars clint horse clint larson yeah so he's driving uh the 87 car, right. That, that Mike Belfi drove last year. And he texted me, he goes, are you going to superior? I'm like, no, why? He goes, I'm driving, I'm racing. I'm like, what so it's Trevor Wilson's car he's driving and I'm like nothing like getting thrown to the wolves you ain't racing like a decade let's go race against the world of outlaws I mean we'll try to get an easy one out of the way and I said <laughs> he's like well I ain't gonna win I'm like yeah well no kidding right I said if you ain't gonna win do something exciting I said yeah, be the Clint that I know I mean just just go out there cause a wreck do something crazy and he's like I'm gonna try not to do any of that but you know so it, it's kind of neat seeing Clint get back in the car but uh I gotta be honest with ya, I, I think that if anybody thinks Brandon Shepard's not the guy to beat they're crazy, I think just look for him to continue his winning ways for sure.
1: Hurt, anything? Yeah, I mean, I agree with Ryan. And uh, I just wanted to mention one thing you are talking about attendance. One thing I forgot to say, uh, the attendance at, at out of game of Speedway and Seymour for the World of Outlaw Show last week, the grandstand was packed. There were no restrictions on attendance and the place was was full. So, I mean, that was good to see. And like I've said several times on this, podcast um this summer could prove to be a summer where you can gain some race fans because there's nothing else to do because everything else is shutting down and canceled
0: yeah yeah, well, uh, some advice for Clint Larson. Clint, you know, I'm a hockey guy, and I know guys that have – when I was young, they said, hey, if you ever get a shot, you get into the NHL, if you play that one game, you got to do something, get in the fight, get in the penalty, especially get a penalty because at least you're in the box course. You know, you, you'll be there. Your name will be there. So I don't know what the re- racing equivalent of that is, Ryan, but, yeah, Clint, uh, take advantage. And I know another guy that's going to be down there that has an open motor that's racing from someone out of the twin Ports is Kaylee Emerson. So we did say last week that Kaylee did qualify one of the night's down in Cedar Lake with the World of Outlaw Late Models, and I talked to one of his pit guys, and uh, so Caleb's got an open motor. I think it's a Vic Hill, and so he'll be down uh, competing tomorrow night. So, you know, there might be some weather moving in, but they did say if they cancel tomorrow, they will race Wednesday because, like I said, they uh, the World of Outlaws do, do not have another race until Friday night out in Grand Forks. And then uh, some other racing that's going on this week, Ryan, is the uh, Fastly Superstock Series kicks into gear. That's my favorite My favorite series of all of them by far is the Northland
2: Superstock series presented by Fastlane Motorsports and Powder Coating up in Ashland. And I actually get to, I don't know if this is good or bad, but the race fans (laughs) are going to get to hear from me, right? I don't know if I I should apologize in advance. I don't even know what I'm going to say yet, right? But I get to go to, it's opening up Friday night at the Princeton Speedway, Saturday night at the Ogilvy, at the Big O, at the Ogilvy Raceway there in Ogilvy, Minnesota. And I get to announce the Superstock portion of both them events and, That's going to be a hell of a fun tour. I know Dave Moss, actually, who won the series last year, is not racing the series. He's putting a little bit more emphasis on running some late model stuff. So he's out. He's not running the series. But I know that uh, uh, Kurt Myers will be there, Timmy Johnson, and, of course, last year's national champ, Kevin Burdick, a guy that was not there last year because it contradicted with the RV tour for the mods, Shane Sabraski. So the drivers right now are going How do we beat that 7A? And uh, I tell you, I'm anticipating 40-plus cars per night. Last year, they averaged over 42 cars per night for that series. And I got a little treat for everybody Friday night pre-race. We're interviewing Hot Carl uh, from Texarkana, Texas, making the trip up to Princeton with his Hot Carl chassis,
0: and uh, we're going to be interviewing him live from the Princeton Speedway. Very impressive! Wow. Well, get a look. You know, get a picture of his cowboy boots for us, will you? We'll put that on the uh, on the one to go show Facebook page. <laughs> All right, race fans. Uh, we are on the last 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 lap segment, so we have one to go. And I just wanted to mention really quick as we go on our Jimmy Johnson, as we mentioned last week, came down with the COVID, but it sounds like he is cleared to race. So congratulations, Jimmy. Uh speaking of Princeton Speedway, we had a wild ride there last week on Friday night. Wow, you know Harry Hanson,
2: this guy. I don't even know how old the Harry is. I, I'm probably going to get in trouble, but I ageless, ageless, <laughs> ageless. Yeah, the ageless wonder. So, so obviously the guys won a ton of races in the Wasoda in the Late Models. Transitioned back into the sprint cars, running a traditional sprint, and he's running a wing sprint both in the UMSS series. And he went down there. He's running second behind Danny Stordahl. Kind of an on the bottom deal. A couple guys are playing around the top comes out of turn two, saw an opening, got to the inside. Kind of hard to see on the video. Um, you guys will have to make the call. I'll see if I can post that video. You guys will have to make the call on that one. But needless to say, contact was made getting into turn three, and he took a hell of a tumble. I don't even know how many times he rolled, but it was violent. It was fast. And that car, it broke the rear end housing in half. It ripped all the tires off. I mean, it absolutely destroyed everything. And uh, my dad talked to Pat Capella today, who sponsored the owns and stuff. And he's like, Harry is freaking stubborn. He's just a dumb race car driver. He goes, I told him he needs to go to the hospital. He he was knocked out cold. And he came to, and he's like, hey, are my legs okay? Like, he was out of it. Like, he thought his legs were crushed. And, uh, you know, so And he's still got, he's sore. He's got a little neck ache, back ache. He's, so he's in, he's kind of rough shape. And I texted him. I said, Harry you're way too freaking old to be doing that kind of shit. What are you doing? And he's like, yeah, no kidding. He goes, uh, my hip hurts. So he goes, I always thought it was a joke to get a hip replacement. I might need one <laughs> if I do that again. So, but yeah, that was a hell of a roll. So hopefully he gets back to, uh, back to fighting strength. He's
0: talking about going out to Cedar Lake say, uh, Cedar Lake on Saturday with a wing car. All right. Well, we talked a lot coming off of the 4th of July weekend about Chris Madden as he was
1: uh, uh, leaving uh, Scott Bloom, Chris Racing, and he was back in the news over the weekend, Bert yes he uh i don't know if it was his first race that after leaving Bluequist, but uh he won a race at, what's the tour the southern yeah the southern nationals southern nationals tour uh but yeah he won a he won the race at smoky mountain speedway and uh the next night uh he finished second so he's actually after two races he's actually leading that series he has a fourth point lead uh he finished second to brandon overton in the the other race that he raced in
0: yeah it didn't take him long to find victory lane so breaking news today and if you both want to comment on this i'll start with you ryan uh tony stewart has got uh, something up his sleeve let's put it well let's just say this
2: so my buddy keith is a big sprint car fan all he talks about all he talks about is kyle larson kyle larson's best sprint car driver ever right Well, I wonder how long he's going to stay in a sprint car because Tony Stewart announced today that he with another partner and Ray Everham's involved, they're starting a series that on Saturday nights, I believe it's going to be a 20 race series. It's supposed to launch next year, I guess, a bunch of races through basically the Midwest dirt and asphalt. They're going to have a two hour window on CBS where they're actually going to have race coverage. He's got some big plans for that deal. And he said, He basically taken all the stuff that's kind of missing out of NASCAR and where they're dropping the ball and they're going to try to make that a better program. He said that two hour window is going to be a lot better than the four hour deal. So very interested to see that. So guess what? Kyle Larson, he may not go back to NASCAR, but I can, I will assure you that I'd be about 99% positive that he will race that deal and it's going to be televised. And you know, my buddy, my buddy, Jeff actually said, we're talking about like who's the best sprint car driver of all time you know is it Kinzer is it Donnie Schatz he goes you know where does Kyle Larson fit in the mix I'm like that he go I said that's like comparing Patrick Mahomes to Tom Brady like he's had a great year too but you can't compare that to a whole career I don't think Kyle Larson's going to have that career because opportunities like this are coming and could this be the end of NASCAR as we know it
1: Oof. well Bert reminds you a little bit of the IROC days doesn't it well, that's what uh, the cars are supposed to be set up. There's the cars are supposed to be the same. And if I remember, if I remember correctly from the article, uh, the drivers won't have the same crew chiefs. They're gonna like drop for crew chiefs before each race or something like that. So you know, the I think the goal is to make it. You know where the driver is more responsible for their outcome rather than the equipment or, you know, other engineering, that sort of thing. So um, we'll uh, see what happens with that. (laughs) And uh, he said that uh, the races are supposed to take place at uh, short tracks throughout the country uh, that have uh, usually seating capacities at 10 to 20,000. So, you know, they're, they're going for grassroots racing. What well, does Eldora does fit the Lake? bill? Eldora, I doubt it. What do you take the over
0: or under on Eldora? <laughs> I, yeah, maybe. Yeah, you know, maybe. Right? This is this is I, almost like all the news on the, the PPP money that came on. Who got it? You know, I wonder if Tony's gonna you know have a race at Eldora. You know? <laughs> for him, exactly. You know, I can. I you know, in our area, I would say Cedar Lake. Right,
2: Cedar Lake's probably gonna be. You know, and, and maybe Don Shaw at I ninety four, they got a lot of capacity for seating there. I could see that place possibly uh you know, maybe Don Shaw will put in the mix, you know, maybe he'll have to put a bug in his ear. Hey, let's get that
0: deal over to the I ninety four speedway in Fergus. But you know, it's exciting to see for sure. Yeah, that's gonna be interesting. I think this is great. So like I said, NASCAR You know, it's kind of like that uh, basketball league. You know, the NBA's been losing ratings. Don't they have, like, that four-on-four league or something, one of the rap stars or something? They got that little, you know, and I don't know how much that's really taken off, but, you know, at least somebody's trying something because NASCAR just – it's just down, down, down trajectory. All right, the Mater 55 race, uh, Ryan, we got an update there. Yeah, you know, it sounds like the Red Cedar Speedway is done
2: for the 2020 season, which really sucks because they have a lot of tradition running down there in Menominee. And, you know, they're they're not going to cancel some of their big shows. The Mater 55 is going to move to the Rice Lake Speedway, um, just basically right up the road, basically less than an hour away from Menominee. So good to see them tracks working together um, to keep that tradition alive. Really glad to see that. Um, there's also supposed to be a little bit of a shakeup, not just talking about that show, Puka, but the Punky Manor Challenge of Champions, which has been their premier <laughs> event. That's been their big event they are literally just a little bit away from a big announcement on that race moving and the Wasota 100, there will be an announcement this week on where the Wasota 100 is going to be.
0: For this year or for 21?
2: For this year. Oh, wow. Because right now Minnesota's under that deal where they still have restrictions, right? Camping is not a deal. They can't camp. And if they don't change something in the executive order to where all that stuff opens up, it just does not make financial sense to host an event of that magnitude uh-huh. in Minnesota. So they, they already have it planned. And there's a couple tracks. I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to mention who I'm going to let this kind of play out, but it's already been discussed. And I think it's, I think it's already final, but I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I did talk to some people that are in the know and they said um, literally by the end of the week, there should be an announcement um, on the wisota 100 moving.
0: Wow. Very interesting. All right, race fans. Well, uh, just one last little uh, tidbit here. Uh, The USA Nationals just a few weeks away. And for those of you that follow the fans fund, this is just some uh, numbers I got earlier today. There's about $26,000 raised. There's 10 to 14 drivers on the list. You can go to fansfund.com, find all the drivers, there's some good ones in there like uh, Tyler Carpenter. We got Johnny Scott, Stormy Scott. Uh, so there's, you know, it looks a like Strickler, you know, Ryan's guy, the high side tickler. Uh, so you have <laughs> until midnight tonight to get your votes in uh, and donate some money there. Like I said, 30 bucks gets you into the luncheon. Me and Bert have been to the luncheon many times. You get, you get T-shirts, you get some autograph stuff from the, the drivers. They give a ton of door prizes, literally doors of race cars, quarter panels, all kinds of signed stuff. So um, it's a really good event uh, that they do. Very, very unique to our area. I think it's unique across the country, not just to our area, where fans get together and raise this kind of money. And then they have, they put them in a little dash, we get to see them all race. So uh, just kind of an update there. So like I said, just a few hours left, a couple hours, uh, to get your votes in there for the fans fund. So uh, with that, fellas, is uh, Bert, you itching to say something?
1: Yeah, I just wanted to say, you know, the Fans Fund is a good deal. And you mentioned door panels. At the first Fans Fund, that's where I won the Billy Moyer door panel. Yeah, yeah. That's I it. mean, it's, they give them all the crazy Yeah, it's I a great if deal. If would have won a Ryan Eho door panel, they would have <laughs> had to
2: have
0: a tetanus shot
1: first. <laughs> that's
0: great. Well, Ryan, I got to say, that's one of the more impressive uh, uh, backgrounds we've seen on the One to Go show. Well, you know, hey, I've been, you know, Bert's been trying to show us all
2: up. You kind of got a little bit going on. Of course, your stuff's falling off the wall last week. Bert, yeah, no, no cats. No cats. <laughs> right? So, and then I, I got this chair behind me that literally I ain't left in three months, and I finally got to a racetrack, and I'm like, you know what, I'm driving. I'm driving by the Proctor Speedway. There ain't no racing going on. I pull in. There was board members here. In fact, uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, the vice president here, um, Spike McDougall had a heart attack earlier this week and sounds like he's in recovery doing well. So best wishes to him. And my buddy, Jeff, I talked to him that I give him a shout out about every week here, right? He's he's laying in the hospital bed right now, watching racing because he's got hard stuff going on. So I guess I got to be a little safer, but I got here to the Proctor Speedway. Even though there's no racing, I shouldn't say Proctor Speedway. It's a Halberline Speedway at the Pro, in Proctor, Minnesota. But Man, I miss this place. This is this was literally guys, my absolute number one favorite track by a long shot when I was racing. Uh, two th- three reasons. I mean, I just love the people here. I got a lot of friends here. I won a ton of races here. In about a mile and a half down the road, they used to have a country kitchen, and we went to every single Sunday night. And I got to be honest; as I got a little fatter, I'm like, I don't know if I'm more excited about racing or going to country kitchen, but maybe it was a little bit of both.
0: Well, with all your buddies laying up in the hospital, yeah, we wish them the best. We know they had a great Fourth of July. They had lots of hot dogs lots of greasy burgers. We had 90 degree weather. Everyone was happy. They probably washed them down with a few bush lattes. So everyone was happy. I mean, there is, you know, sometimes there are consequences to being real happy, but the best wishes to those on a, on a speedy recovery. So uh, that's it then boys. That's
1: it.
2: Well, I guess where are you guys going this week? I'm going to go to Princeton on Friday. I might go to Rapids. I don't know if I'm going to make it all the way back up there or not. I'm going to go to Princeton on Friday. I'm going to go to Ogilvy on Saturday. And then I'm up in the air, depending on the weather and a couple of things, I might head out to the casino speedway Sunday for the Steffa Speedstock tour out there. What are you guys' plans for this week?
1: Go ahead, Bert. I'll be going to uh Channel speedway on Saturday for their regular program. Uh, that's all that I have planned right now. Uh, the next issue of full throttle goes to press in a couple of weeks. So I'm going to be busy working on that. It, it, it's one of the, one of the downfalls of being the editor of a racing magazine is sometimes you have to work on the magazine and not go to the races. So, um, hey, you better <laughs> save a page in there for the one-to-go show, right? <laughs> no, but no pictures, just a little, <laughs> no, no headshots, no headshots. So, hey, but, you got a face you know,
0: for radio, buddy.
2: But <laughs> yes, I'll,
1: I do. I'll be getting ready for – because after next week is going to get really busy for racing, Shano uh, Speedway has a Friday-Saturday special – Uh, last weekend of July, and then the World of Outlaws, you know, you have the USA Nationals coming up, and I'm thinking about going to the World of Outlaws show at Beaver Dam on the Tuesday before the USA Nationals, so kind of laying low for the next week or so to get ready for the the big racing push.
0: Yeah, so like I said, I'm really excited to get to Superior tomorrow night for the World of Outlaws, you know, obviously the first time I catch them you know live this year and then yeah most likely grand rapids on thursday and probably hibbing on saturday night so we'll get to. jesus will be my first week uh of the year it's what middle of july first week of multi nights of racing you know that's that's crazy but uh, like i said that's that's what covid has gotten us so um but yeah uh, you know good luck in getting the magazine completed there bird good luck to you ryan uh behind the mic no swearing have fun and uh, race fans like i said get out there as like i said we're in middle of summer like bert said the woo announced this week we're halfway through the schedule so if you haven't been to any races it's time to get out there and uh, enjoy because uh, before you know it uh, the drums of football season will be rattling so with that uh, we will sign off here get out there like we say every week and be your dream you're tuned to the one to go show